Rub Chat. Girl season. I love those. You know, because here at Weatherford, we're uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, a Weatherford, Texas edition. Uh, you know, and looking in the stands, there was quite a few honky tonk women in I, the crowd last th- night. It's honky tonk women season. <laughs> I talked to Shandon Stalls and Bronk Rumford this morning that were reporting from Woodward, Oklahoma. And Woodward, uh, you know, is a pretty big party. Yep. One of the guys, the head drivers of the cattle drive. Met a lovely lady last night and uh, had so much fun that he had her underwear in his pocket at the parade. So, oh, my. <laughs> uh, Bronk lovely. Rumford and Shannon Stalls both did not have any underwear in their pocket but their own. So, <laughs> Well, <laughs> there was a lot of butts eating shorts last night. Yeah, there was. It's, they, uh, were, uh, they were up in theirs. Yeah, and you know what? The, I, I will say this about rodeos. The styles don't change. Over the years, if you think of all the difference in Western mm-hmm. wear – when you get to summer, it's cut off shorts for the chicks yeah. and like half tops with like a saying on it, like where it looks like Topo Chico, but it says Texas Chica. But it, you know what? They do not build build them like they uh, t- they build them today. Like they didn't. They did not build them like that. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm a little uh, stood up a little late last night, but uh, you're saying that the chicks are hotter now. I'm. It's it's bad. Like I I can't imagine. Like you look in the stands, like my gosh. Look at that. And they're like, and then they, you know, walks down, gets closer. I'm like, my gosh, she's 16. Like, what in the world? Yeah. What in the world are it, you wearing? It, Stop it. I'm, I'm hoping that my girls don't dress like that. Livy and Lola. Yeah, that's why, that's why I don't even think it's cool. I see, I know that I'm getting old because when I see young girls dress like that, I'm like, where's your parents? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing, young girl? Please don't. Go put on some jeans. <laughs> Do you know what type of I did people like, are out there? I did like last night. Because I know, because I was one of those type of people. You, yeah, I bet you were the cool 16-year-old. But I, oh, yeah, my I favorite cool last with night my, was... With my highlighted blonde tips. <laughs> there was a guy, he was on the, that side of the arena. For everyone that's not here, I, I just pointed one way. He, <laughs> we're not he on was, video today. He had on a tank top, and he was a bigger <laughs> guy, probably 20, and he had hairy, hairy arms. And... uh he he had a really hot girlfriend. He had on a tank top that said Buttweiser, and he had like a like a chick in a thong. How about the new that new cap that everybody says? Show oh me, God! Show me your butt. That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. They need to cancel that. They need, that cap needs cancel culture. No, it doesn't. It's terrible. All right, speaking of buttholes, let's get right into our uh, guest today. Uh, okay, I, I want to introduce this. This is his second time on Rump Chat. Now we are recording for the record. Hey, hey, hey everybody, look. Look right recording. here. It says red, and it's got a red dot, and it's and it's at three minutes. So I'm just telling you, it's recording. So to intro our our guest, um, he's done a lot in the Western industry, from uh, announcing, auctioneering, the PBR, the um, steer roping. Of course, uh, he's done. A, he's like the 
I say this a lot, but I mean it. The Swiss Army Knife of Rodeo Media. Absolutely. The one and the only Justin, Justin McKee. McKee. Even like Justin McKee, say yeah. Hey, welcome. Welcome, welcome Justin. Thank you. Again. You, you, uh, mean, you mean welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. And uh, you know what? We're recording. It's a great day. Uh, you're here, and I'm just so glad that we get to do this face-to-face, actually. Yeah, I, I am, too, and, and I'm so glad you hit record, because uh, for those that don't understand what we're talking about, welcome back, second time. <laughs> it wasn't a first time. As far as the world's concerned, there was not a first time, hey, because Hambone forgot to hit record. But that was we did a great 40-minute conversation, us three. To us three that we 40 had. of the best minutes of my life, <laughs> and nobody will ever know. feel good about it. Yeah, well... Um, Justin's over here doing, uh, you're doing some Cowboy Channel stuff this morning. There was barrel slack that I did not wake up for. Uh, thank you to Sandy Guatney for coming over and knocking on my trailer door. Mm-hmm. I stayed up till about 3 a.m. Uh, telling re-ride stories with some of the committee guys working on it. things. You know, some of their best work honestly gets done mm-hmm. that late at night. You know. I do. Yeah. Um, I do. But anyway, so, uh, but Justin's over here doing some stuff and. Shout it out, and God, we're just so glad we finally get this this opportunity. So, I'm going to kind of you two kick it off because yeah. you guys have known you've known he's known you all, your whole life. So, y'all I'm, take it away. I've known Justin McKee for a very long time, and uh, we just got to work together at Abbeville, Kansas, which yeah. was phenomenal. That looks great, that by fun. the way. Probably one of the, the the best rodeos we've ever had. Yeah, good for them. Um, thank God for good weather in Abbeville. But Justin McKee is. A Rumford Rodeo product, okay? Now, dang right. Rumford Rodeo, in a way, is is kind of gone, in a way. Yeah, you know, my dad, we don't have the rodeo company anymore. But as far as the rodeo business, uh, I don't know, maybe if we're not more involved now than we ever have altogether, you know? Sure. Uh, just in different aspects. We branched where, out. Yeah, where me, uh, Clown, and my sister, Secretary, and it has uh, her and her husband, Bridwell Pro Rodeo, and uh, Drome's Boys Rope, and tie Ropes, and... Uh, you know, we're Kate secretaries and Bronco just does what Bronco does, yeah. cruises around yeah. with Benny. And, and so, but uh, we, Bronco and, and Floyd Rumford have definitely, uh, and I'm not saying this just because they're family, but they have got some great talent as Justin McKee. And uh, before I'm going to let him start, I remember at when I, I had to be 13 years old and Justin McKee pulled into Hartner, Kansas, and he's got a brand new black Ford pickup. I mean, brand new. And he gets out, and homeboy's starched up and clean, <laughs> got a hat. I'm like, I remember thinking, rodeo announcers are rich. This guy kicks ass. <laughs> but take us back from the very start because, you know, a lot of people don't remember those days, and most yeah. people don't even know about those days. Where do you want me to start? Kansas State University. Okay. All right. Um let, let me go back just a couple of steps if you really want to get into this. Because uh, Bronk Rumford had more influence over my career than, than anybody. And specifically on how to announce rodeos, mm-hmm. which I'll tell you about here in a minute. But uh, my first break, our FFA chapter put on a junior rodeo at Labette County High School. The president of the FFA chapter got to announce that rodeo. I did it. I grew up competing in all the events and auctioneering my dad had an auction business so i was auctioneering by the time i was seven eight years old literally so i mean when i was three or four 
that old auctioneer let me turn on that uh, mic button, <laughs> and I heard my voice over that amplification, and I was hooked. That's where I wanted to be, and uh, fortunately, I was able to do it. And those old men on the stands, you know, they would raise their hands and yip and just added to my fire Absolutely. right there. So anyway, back to the FFA rodeo. Announced it as a senior. Um, Mike Samples and Jimmy Crothers, who had the stock at uh, Abbeville, hired me to announce Erie Kansas High School Rodeo. And uh, as I was, I was still competing and, and getting on bulls and roping, and I would go to junior rodeos or high school rodeos, and I would listen to announcers and go, that guy sucks so bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me behind the microphone. Anyway, so at Erie, Kansas, I really got to announce, and then I went to Kansas State. And that's where I met Bronco Rumford. And he was legendary. They provided the stock for K-State. Gosh, your grandpa Floyd was there for a long time before that even. Oh, yeah. This was in the mid-'90s or early-'90s. Yeah, we had that. I, I don't know how long, but we had that rodeo for thir 25, 30 years. Generations. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So um, I remember helping, helping Bronk pen some cattle and feed some cattle afterwards. And I had announced some of the sponsors. Uh, because I'd gathered some of the sponsors and introduced some of them. And Bronco said, you know, Justin, you ought to think about this announcing thing. And uh, I said, well, I'd love to. I just don't know where to start. And he said, well, I'll help you. He said, matter of fact, if you get a little experience, I'll, I'll hire you. And uh, that's a pretty good Bronco. Right? That's, that's really good. I'll hire you. I'll hire you. And uh, so I met Sam Howery. He got me some uh, uh, amateur Sam, rodeo. Uh, Sam. Sam Harry. Yeah. Uh, the, the voice, voice of rodeo. The, the voice of the West. <laughs> Sam. The voice of the West. With, with, his, with his long fingers. Uh, I appreciate you, Justin, if I could uh, help her here. Or <laughs> yeah. let, me, uh, let me tell you, Ham. Uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what you need to do, Hambo. <laughs> now, see. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. For those who know Sam, understand. Sorry. They do understand. I now some amateur rodeos for a couple years. Got my card. And um, I grew up in the same area as Clem McSpadden, oh. the legendary Clem McSpadden. No pressure. Harry Vold did our hometown rodeo in Coffeyville, Kansas. And uh, so I'd, I'd had that background. They, they signed for my card. But the big break was when we were at the CPRA finals in Andover, Kansas for Jimmy Crothers. Is that the PKD Arena? At the PKD A Arena. A lot of people remember the PKD That's Arena. That's right. In uh, 1992. There was a bull riders only across Wichita, across the other side of Wichita, at the uh, Kansas Coliseum. Yeah. Bull riders only. So I go with, um, with Jimmy Crothers, pick up bulls afterwards. We go up there to the Kansas Coliseum, and the after party was going on, and I ran, literally ran smack dab into Bob Tallman. Oh, I forgot. We got clips of Bob at the BRO. That makes sense. Yeah. Bob Tallman. Spent 45 minutes talking to me. That's no. it? <laughs> uh, imagine that. Well, that's good. That's all. I but mean, for, for but, me. Oh, yeah. And back in the day, that, oh, you know, you he's, in, he's in his heyday. Freaking Bob Tallman is talking to me. Did you fangirl a little bit? When oh, he... totally. Still do. Yeah. Still do. Yeah. So. Anyway, he invited me to his school. I went to the Cow Palace. Uh, Long story short, I got my card in 1993. I went to the convention. I handed my application to the lady who worked for the PRCA. It, well, she looked at it. She said, wait a minute. Your application is signed by Clem McSpadden, Harry Vold, and Bob Tallman. She said, look who knows you. And hmm. I'm like, yeah, 
There yep. you go. No big deal. Bob Tallman told Boyd Polhamus, this is our guy. Take him to the convention, and you introduce him to everybody he needs to know. You got any leftover rodeos? Justin's getting them. And he told Hadley that, and he told Randy Corley that. And my first year between Rumford Rodeo and Bob Tallman, I was booked solid. Yeah. And um, But Bronk Rumford taught me how to announce. Bob Tallman didn't teach me how to announce. Clem McSpadden didn't. Bronk Rumford taught me how to announce. Well, <laughs> and I... I tell you, when, when Justin in those That's old, awesome. in the old Rumford Rodeo days, there was a lot. Uh, you know, when I look back at the old sheets, just in Kansas, uh, Hillsboro, Fredonia, Iola, Mound City, Edmond, Oklahoma, Kingfisher, Oklahoma. Um, Colby, Kansas. Colby, yeah. Kearney, Nebraska. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, the Benjamin Ranch. We talked about the Benjamin Ranch all the time, about how much we loved it. and and uh, But there was... Uh, Cushing, that used to be one of my oh, favorite rodeos. Man. I don't think they have a rodeo anymore, but right. gosh, Cushing in its day was amazing. And and I remember uh, being a young guy, and I I feel kind of stupid about this now, but like when I was in like eighth grade, I'd go up to Justin before the perf, and I'd chase out cattle. Me and Jeff Rector, we would uh, take old pickup shaps when we were young, and we'd clean them up, and we'd wear matching shirts, and we would chase out tournament cattle and there always be like chicks around there. So I'd tell Justin, I'm like, hey, build me up here a little bit. Like, really give me an intro. So he, and I feel so dumb now. But at the time, you know, when you're eighth grade and you're chasing oh, out huge. tournament cattle. Yeah. And so Justin, he always did. He's like, man, what a look at that Justin Rumford and Jeff Rector. Boy, they know what they're doing. How about those two cowboys? Me and Jeff yeah, are like. Boys. Tipping our hats. Oh, I remember Hadley saying my name at Sydney, picking up hats after the grand entry. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was like, that's more of a shout out. Time. That's yeah, more of a shout out. Murray. You have a ride. Hey, <laughs> Campo, that's more of a shout out than you get now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a couple of funny. Because it's true. So when, when we were on the, <laughs> the, uh, the, that circuit back, uh, probably in the, probably the best time in the whole world in the mid nineties, which was a magical time. For everyone, uh, we were at Kingman, Kansas. This is one of my favorite Justin McKee stories. On the way to Kingman, Kansas, I'm with Danson, or Dan, I can't remember what my dad used to call him. It was Danny May, but he had some like Danny May with the Danny, dancing blue eyes. Yeah, or so, so I talked Danny May into buying me a pack of Red Man at the Arlington, Kansas co uh, convenience store. So we get to the rodeo, and uh, I'm with Mark Miller and a couple of Bart McBeth, and you know. Uh, the other bronc rider, Matt Reed from old NFR bronc rider. And so I'm chewing this uh, chewing this red man, and I get sick. It's hot like it was today. If you remember that, Justin, I how do. hot it was. Yeah. And I remember chewing that red man, and I started to get sick. And you and Jeannie were, like, trying to nurse me back to health because you thought I just had a tummy ache, but you didn't know that <laughs> I was sicker than crap. So I was literally throwing up by your trailer. <laughs> I think and you I, threw up on my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She, oh, no, you didn't. My dad's like, what's wrong? Jeannie's like, he's got a tummy bug. <laughs> well, he's got a tummy bug. they all felt bad for the next day. I told Justin, I was like, I, I chewed red man. And uh, the next day, he actually announced me when I got on my first, my very first saddle bronc horse. Justin McKee was the announcer. Came in Kansas. Well, there you go. Yeah. How'd he do? I have no idea. I didn't <laughs> even know that till yeah, now. It was so unforgettable. <laughs> so I remember the horse. So unforgettable. 223 Bracken. It's like most things you do. Uh, shut up, Hambone. But um, <laughs> but those days were good. You. And then from then you got to, to, you know, go up in the 
announcer world to uh, Ellensburg and, and Pendleton, you know, from going from uh, Mound City to uh, Ellensburg, which are both great rodeos on on well. different levels. Uh, but yeah. steer open, too. We can't forget the steer open. So I remember you you steer roped at rodeos you announced. Mm-hmm. And um, was that was a very much part of the early days of Justin McKee, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I um, Gosh, I filled my permit in 95 there just a couple of years after I got my announcer card. And uh, yeah, com- competed everywhere I was announcing and, and then some. Yeah, mm-hmm. went a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you, you're Cheyenne, Pendleton, uh, Ellensburg, uh, I mean, all those big rodeos. Mm-hmm. I mean, the year, well, I remember the first time I, well, f- my first in- introduction to you was was the, with the PBR. Um, but then I remember the first time live was uh, at, the, at Denver at the PBR. Oh. And you and Boyd announced it together. And I thought it was outstanding. I was like, because I was, you know, it was always Boyd and Bob, Boyd and Bob, right? That's all I, right. That's all I really knew. Yeah. Um, and then I heard you guys again. I was like, Damn. I, I thought it was awesome, but I mean, I was, it was, I don't know what year that would have been, 2010 maybe? Well, how something did they, like that? earlier. Or nine, no, it would have been, no, no, it would have been, way, no, yeah, seven early. or eight. Yeah. So how was the switch though, going from smaller <coughs> rodeos to bigger rodeos? Like when did that start happening? After how many years of announcing did you swap out the uh, Abbeville's, well, not, you didn't swap out Abbeville, but start to get the, the bigger events? Well, to be quite honest, is when Phil Gardenhire died. Oh yeah, it's a lot of them. Boyd was a I'm lot telling of you. guys your age. You and Boyd. I mean, it was um, the same way. Man, um, if Phil hadn't have died. I mean, who knows ooh, where you guys would have my, been? My life would be completely different. I mean, God bless him mm-hmm. and rest his soul. But um, I'll never forget where I was and what I was doing when Boyd called me and he said, "Are you sitting down?" And um, he told me that Phil passed away. Uh, way too, way, way, way too early. And um, so I ended up going to Ellensburg. Kind of a side story to that. <laughs> I, I was young. I mean, that happened in, what, 98 or 99. So I'm just five years into this pro rodeo announcing deal. And I go to Ellensburg, never been to Washington State that I know of. And, I mean, Ellensburg is a special place. Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole town is electric. I mean, the atmosphere, I mean, they... The name of the town is Rodeo City, USA. That's cool. Uh, I had never experienced a town that large with that large of a rodeo come together all at once. I mean, it was, it was amazing. And I'm walking up to the announcer stand the first day, and there's a sign above that announcer stand, a big sign. And the sign said, the Phil Gardenhire Room. They adored this man. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he was, he was a rock star, and especially in Ellensburg. And I almost, I looked up, and I saw that sign, and I'm completely scared out of my mind anyway. Mm -hmm. And I almost just turned around (laughs) and just left the building. I'm out. Oh, my gosh. Because you you Mm. were, oh, I can't imagine. (laughs) Going in after, after, yeah. Well, I mean, I I can kind of imagine the way it's kind of like the, time when flint asked me to fill in for him at decatur the jw hart bull riding because uh he was staying home for his daughter's high school graduation and i went in there after flint and everybody hated me because it wasn't flint and, but <laughs> yeah, i mean it, it's hard to follow a legend oh my gosh you know 
but I mean, especially under those circumstances. Oh, I oh, it know. It couldn't have been worse. Yeah, but uh, I, but he but he also did did Pendleton. He did Colorado Springs, Abilene, Kansas. And you and, know that's one thing I wish that I never really got uh, a chance to know Phil Gardner because that was never, he was never in our circle uh, in Kansas and Oklahoma, and uh, everybody talked so highly of him, but. We were never. I yeah. I don't know if I was ever. Yeah, you know, I went to Abilene with my dad's tear wrestle, but I. That's I, when Harry Bold had it. But I saw uh, old videos uh, him and Liesel together. Oh my gosh! And I mean, whew, that's they're special. To, I mean, that, that, that was a chemistry team. like maybe we'll never see or we haven't seen. Yeah, but uh, what a golden voice! Oh, just classic, my. you know, old school, you know, rodeo announcing. Just but just golden vocal box. I was really thankful that that last year before he passed we actually worked uh, several pbrs together i mean side by side really and man he was so good to be around he, and he had some changes in his life the last few years he he had some radical changes and and uh, in a positive way did he okay so just to help me out here like when you say classic announcer voices have you ever heard dr lynn phillips uh yeah is it kind of like Doctor, Doctor Lynn, no, Doctor Lynn. Phillips. No, it wasn't like that. No, it's like, like Hadley like Barrett, or you know, just it, it that was. Delivery. Well, you know, it was the uniqueness. He didn't sound like anybody else. Yeah, and I that, mean, that's one of the things that makes announcers stand out is is how unique that voice is, and that's what he had. And, and I feel yeah, like it, it was. It wasn't like you know, uh, you know, like a Bobby T. Like yeah, come out. You know, he wasn't. It just his delivery was just so vocally smooth. I don't know. You did, go watch videos. Okay. I don't know. I feel See like for yourself. I feel like today, and you you probably have your thoughts on this too. I, from the announcer point of view, there is a lot of guys that sound exactly alike. Mm. You know, like, I'll tell you what, let's look at the next guy. You know, like there's a lot of announcers that have um, that a speak lot. from their chest and not their gut. Yeah, like it, their delivery is. You know, it's it's like a, they're it's, trying it's, to. It's, that, it's forced out. Like they have a different voice when they announce. Like who? Give us some names. I can imagine. Those guys. What? You don't know those guys. One of my, but back to the announcer, I want to talk about one of my stories when I was wanting to beat up Justin McKee. I ain't saying that. I ain't, I ain't talking shit. Shut up, Hambone. Um, I was going to beat up Justin McKee one time because he pissed me off so bad. Um, Never happened. Com- you were completely intimidated. Oh, yeah, I was bro. not. My dad talked me out of it. Whatever. <laughs> Bronco saved your life twice. <laughs> so we, uh, Justin, he's. You owe Bronco more I've, than you know. Uh, and uh, Justin knows this, and you know this. I've always kind of had a chip on my shoulder a little bit about rodeo announcers, and and uh, I don't mean this rude, but, you know, they're kind of pussies. And, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, rodeo announcers dress nice and, you know, don't work, and they show up at production <laughs> meetings, you know. And don't so, work? Well, I mean, like. Physically, Boy. physically during the day, the day sheets. Good luck getting that tenth buckle. <laughs> I'm kidding, but seriously, I'm not. Um, so, uh, at the uh, where are you going with this? We're at. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I'm the Titan event finals is one of my favorite events to work uh, in Guthrie, and it's my dad's been a part of it since the very first. We've had stock and chased out, and first of all, first of all, before <laughs> you, know you get in, no, no, this. before you get into the story, you know that, you know. I, I only have a 1% chance of whipping your ass. I know that. I mean, there's I know that. The, the, yeah, so you're saying there's a chance. Th- there's a chance, you know. Yeah. And, and, you, you know and, and I've gone through this, you know. I, I've kind of said some things over the microphone 
that's that's real. I mean, I call it as I see it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, judges hate me. There's a lot of contestants that don't really like me because you got to educate the people that are watching. And if something's bad, you got to say it's bad, right? Correct. Correct. And so, I mean, I've been I've been cornered a couple times by some guys so, on your side. Back to the ass kicking. <laughs> so, my dad had a rule like. At, at the time of it, it's no a lot. No beating up announcers. No, it's a lot of work, like, at the time of it, because there's two perfs, uh, two perfs Friday, two perfs Saturday, one Sunday. But, like, you start on Monday, you run you run stock through and set pins and uh, tie down. the Like, it's, you sort yeah. nonstop. So, the rule was you couldn't be in the arena until you are 18. Like, you couldn't chase out. But that's where all the glory at the time of it is chasing out, right? Packed house. Couldn't couldn't wait to chase out and that's back when uh duhan and Oli smith and uh you know that mm-hmm. whole group was in there mm-hmm. paul tierney was only like 50 this was years ago and uh <laughs> the the good guys were there and well there's good guys now but you know just in the classic days i i feel of the the time event so i turn 18 and i'm so excited this is my year i'm gonna get to be in the arena of the lazy e chasing out time event cattle i'm pumped we get down there. This is on spring break. So I spend my spring break. We go down there, and uh, me and uh, Micah Phillips, we're both 18, and, like, we've got our shirts ready. We've got – I got best pair of jeans. I got jeans, Your two pairs whole, of jeans starch. I spent all my money to buy brand-new classic ropes because at the time, you know, I was like, man, this is where it's at. So I had, I had ropes. I had gloves. I was so ready. We get down there. First day we're down there, blizzard. <laughs> and I don't mean – like, it snowed a little bit. It blizzarded all week. Well, so Dad says, well, hey, Justin McKee's going to show up and help us. I'm like, cool. I like Justin McKee. He's, he's a great guy, cool announcer. So I, I, I own the calves. Yeah. Bronco and I, we were partnered on the calves for the timed event. So, so, so Justin, I was invested. Yeah, so there you go. So he shows up, and I'm like, man, <laughs> sucks to be him because the new guy, the way it always was, you didn't just get to go to the arena. The new guy had to be in the back. So when Outside. You're in, when you're outside, you have to – you're sorting – when when the cattle come out, you're sorting for the next perf for sorting which goes on and off water and all that whole, you know you're always sorting. So I'm like, man, that Justin's gonna hate this. It's snowing and cold and raining, and uh, so I get ready to get my horse saddled. My dad's like, hey, need to talk to you for a minute. So what's up, Dad? Um, actually, uh, Justin can't be outside because if he uh, catches a cold, <laughs> he didn't. Say he that. did say that. No, he he said it would mess with his voice. I, 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 could, so, see, I could see Bronx saying that. I guarantee he said that. <laughs> I'm going to have to make up something for Justin. Well, okay. He so, anyhow, did. there I am, 18 years old, waited for five years to be able to chase out cattle. Justin McKee shows up, starts jeans, starts shirt, stays in the arena, chases out. There's old Justin Rumford out back in the snowstorm just <laughs> pinning team rope and steers. Thinking he's outside in the blizzard thinking of ways that he can physically harm me. I was yeah, like, but I should kick his ass. <laughs> I was, he was a stock contractor. That's right. So was I, kind of. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not uh, even close. The worst part was that Dad made Justin stay with me and Mike, and me and Mike were mad at him, so we're, we're staying by the, <laughs> we're staying in uh, Edmond at that cheap hotel by the waffle, roadway in the roadway in by the waffle house and like we get back from the perf and justin's like man what a great perf huh guys we're like i guess like we want to talk to him we were shut up justin <laughs> like how was it inside let's go nuts a rodeo and then my dad pulled me aside and he's like you know i i just want to tell you, you know like times like this is what builds character and you know i'm, I'm like yeah he probably did do that yeah just like bronco i was like dad 
I said, Justin doesn't get to be in the arena. Well, you know, when you grow up someday and, you know, by God, you can. <laughs> and uh, I didn't whip his ass, and I'm glad I did because now we're, we're good friends. Yeah, now because there was a 1% chance. Yeah. You <laughs> might not have been, been able to. be awkward if you did. I don't know. Back then, though, you know, I was skinnier, and, and uh, Justin, he's about. Those are back in your fighting days, too. Yeah, I was, I was pretty good back. But, you know, Justin was, he was in shape, looked good, you know. Didn't have a bad knee yet, I don't think. Yeah, board, I don't know. My, my head. <laughs> started, but you know, I'm so glad I didn't beat you up there because, like, this would make for a weird rub chat if we start off with, "Hey, remember the time I kicked your ass?" <laughs> well, let's uh, let's take a gold buckle beer break. Gold buckle beer we need break, a, Here we and go. then, uh, but but when we do, you know, um, I just want to say that uh, our new, well, they partnered with us, but it's a different uh, type of partnership. Yeah, Pendleton whiskey. Yes, I got into Pendleton a little bit last night. And, uh, yeah, it's right behind you in the cabinet. Why don't you grab that? And uh, we'll have a – you ever tried their Rodeo Rita? Oh, yeah. It's it's basically a margarita with, with Pendleton. Mm. You ever tried that? Do you like it? it it's good. It's good. But uh, remember, Pendleton blended Canadian whiskey, 40% alcohol volume. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. It's delicious. Barrel-aged American oak cut mm. with glacier-fed spring water from Oregon's Mount Hood. Every drink for, of Pendleton whiskey feels like a hug from an old friend. For an uncommonly smooth, rich taste and complex flavor, <laughs> please drink responsibly. Return of the Mac. <laughs> Pendleton whiskey. I thought they called that a Bronco, uh, Bronky Donkey. That's what that is. That's a Napoleon Margarita. Let's make one. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll Here be we right go. back. Where do we take it from here? Back to Justin the Key. That's an announcer. Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars. That's him. It's been the same way for me. We need a change. <laughs> I think announcers and pickup men pay should switch. I ain't saying a word. <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding because that would affect me. Yeah. Um, yay. <laughs> yay. We are back. Welcome uh, here with the, um, you know, people throw around the, the term legendary too easily, I think. I agree. And so it dulls it down. Um, I, the magnificent Justin McKee. I would, I would agree with that. Very mag- I mean, like when we, when we were talking with Rob Smets, when you think about a career that has got to do a lot of different stuff. Lots. Um, you know, Justin is, he's the been there, done that, because he has. And we were just talking during our break, enjoying Gold Buckle Beer and Pendleton Whiskey and manscaping ourselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he didn't say yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, which Father's Day is coming around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't you get Dad that little ball trimmer? For <laughs> Mom, well, thank you. The old lawnmower 4.0 is out for Manscaped. Yeah, and especially guys who travel. It's compact. It just fits right in. And even if you don't do your nuts, like, I work on my ears and around, you know. Yeah, because like, you have very hairy ears. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. You have old man hairy ears. <laughs> but I'm, I, they look better because, look, I've been manscaping them. Look at Wow, they yeah. do. 
So it's not just manscapes, not just for your nuts. It's for anywhere you grow hair. Yeah, absolutely. You know, your arms, legs, your upper thigh, lower back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure that lower back tattoo is really nice and visible that you have. I wish I would have had one of those the time that we shaved the B slash S you brand a, and you, Mickey G's chest hair. Uh, I, I, for those of you who don't know, Rump has a Fox Racing lower back tattoo. I um, don't have that. Yeah. No, that's Jeremy Golden. Yeah. Um, oh, Jeremy Golden. All right, back to Justin <laughs> McKee. Um, Sorry, we digress, Justin. Sorry. So, Justin, I, I want you to tell a little bit because, you know, we on the uh, the Abbeville Rodeo preview rump chat, which has got a ton of downloads, like a lot, and it's just me and my dad and brother just talking shit and sitting in the my brother's house. <laughs> Whatever. Love. <laughs> house of love. <laughs> and um, so, Justin, uh, you got to know my grandfather, and I miss my grandpa because mm. – you know, me and my dad, we might be a little crummy, but my grandpa was a, he was a good man, wasn't he? He, he, was. He, he was one of the most amazing men that I have ever met. He had a huge influence on me, and he was inspiring. You know, he got on a bareback horse every 10 years of his life, including when he was 70 years old and I was there. Um, got on and rode that yeah, he, sucker. He spurred a little bit. That he spurred him. Dink off. He did. Yeah, he, he could. I can remember at the Benjamin Ranch in Kansas City. He he could get up um, on the top rail and walk around the arena. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. When he was when he was in his I late sixties, seventies. I never got 60s, the pleasure of meeting old Floyd. Yeah. Well, we tried to. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the Abbeville Rodeo preview rump chat, but we were telling Bronco that uh, you know he's sixty nine, so he's got one year <laughs> to get, get ready. in shape. Yeah, and I've already ready. got the bareback horse, the one that gets turned out at every rodeo. Zinger. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know. Every time I put on a cowboy hat, I think of Floyd Rumford. Yeah, you know, I I thought that too, and I I wish I was better about that because my grandpa wore a cowboy hat everywhere. You never saw him on a ball cap, you know. And he Ever. expected everybody that if you worked for Rumford Rodeo back in the day, you better be wearing a cowboy hat and a long sleeve shirt if you were going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So back when I had that that new black truck that you were talking about earlier, so I pulled up to my very first Rumford Rodeo in Branson, Missouri. I love Branson. And I'm I'm not there five seconds when Uncle Tommy shows up tapping on my window. I said, hey, Tommy, what's going on? Floyd ain't going to be very happy with you. What did I do? I mean, here, this is my first PRC rodeo. I'm working for Rumford Rodeo Company. I mean, I'm wanting to, you know, really impress Floyd Rumford. I said, what'd I do? You're wearing a ball cap. I said, well, I'm just, I'm just driving. Well, sure enough, later that day, your grandpa, he come over there and put his arm around me, and he said, hey, Justin, I'm, I'm really excited about you announcing rodeos for us and working for us most of the summer and everything, but there's one thing we do around here. And that's what we wear a cowboy hat all the time. And he said, you never know. You know, when we all go, when we go into town to eat, when we're moving around, going to the feed store, and they see all these cowboy hats, people in town are going, hey, what's going on? Is, is there a rodeo in town? Yeah, and I agree. I need to do better about that. Yeah. Hey, I haven't wore a ball cap since. Really? I mean, just about. I mean, you no, won't no, see me true. in a short sleeve like shirt. You won't Reno see Rosser's me without a cowboy hat. you never seen Reno in a ball cap, ever. You might see him without a hat. You know, now you say that, you're right. You won't see me without yeah. a hat. <laughs> Is that because you're bald? <laughs> Except for today. <laughs> and we're not on video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, Reno's the same way. And, you know, because 
the old school guys. The like old school Cock, Cotton, Rosser, yep. Floyd Rumford, Harry Vold. You never seen Harry Vold in the back pins with a cap or the ball cap on, with a Hurley. Hat. Mike Servi was that way with me when I uh, I had shoes on. And he, oh, oh man, shoes. Tennis. No, tennis um, no tennis shoes. My grandpa he did not like that, but my uncle Tommy, he was like the back shoot police at in the old days, and so like my grandpa would see somebody with tennis shoes on, and Tommy be like, "Get out of here." He would run them off the back of the shoots, which if they didn't have, we've got some uh, some big things coming up to th- with uh, involving Uncle Tommy. <laughs> we may finally get Uncle Tommy on the show. No kidding, no kidding. We've got somebody that may because uh, he costs money, you know, right? He's 15, talented. Oh, 15, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you get what you pay for, right? Bob Tallman or Donnie no, Gay or, or exactly. uh, our buddy Josie Jewell, who's an inside linebacker for the. You got a sponsor stepped up. We, to bring we him may on have here. something cooking, so Uncle Tommy, get ready. You know, yeah, comb your hair. It's one of my favorite personalities. Well, the funny thing, ever. so we're uh, we're working together at Abbeville two week, or two or three weeks ago, and so Tommy pulls uh, Grandma's red charger right up to the fence, you know, because he can't get around too well. So he parks <laughs> his car. They they have a uh, snow fence in the corner. <laughs> Am I lying here? No, so, no. I'm- Tommy parks there. his car right by the fence so he can watch the rodeo. And every now and then, me and Justin, we'd hear a honk. <laughs> so if somebody walked, if somebody was standing in front of Tommy's car, in the around, I mean, I'm announcing horseback. And, and Justin's working the rodeo, right, as the barrel man. But if we're in the wrong spot, hey, get out of the way. <laughs> trying to watch the rodeo over here. I said, Justin, did you hear that? He said, oh, somebody's standing in front of Uncle Tommy's car. <laughs> But, oh, the those those days with uh, oh, Grandpa Floyd and, and Tommy was the head truck driver and uh, my dad ran production and me and Haley, we uh, I don't know just did what me and Haley do hang out and fight and <laughs> steal beer from the pickup man and find dirty magazines in Uncle Tommy's semi and you know just kid stuff you know. So um, anyway, getting back to so Floyd, you know, obviously a huge influence, but. Um, and then I, I hinted on it earlier, kind of, you went, uh, you did the TV for the PBR for a long time. Yeah, the PBR, when the PBR hit, uh, when it really went big, I feel like you were right there because I look back and I remember I couldn't wait for Sunday evenings on TNN, the PBR. And that's when, you know, um, if you, like Chris Shivers and, and, Moody Blues and Hollywood. It was still all the, you know, Tough was riding and Ty and, and, uh, and Owen Washburn and Jerome and, you oh know. Oh, man, those those were those were ridiculously all cool. All the legends. Those were cool days of the PBR, and you, you got a job offer. Now, to, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but to pretty much say, you know what, if you want to drop your pro rodeos, we're going to give you uh, You, you got the, it. The you're the, you're, so. you're a man on TV. Well, no. Well, no, you know, it didn't happen that way at all because there was only a half a dozen events there their second year. So they had their first finals, which they really didn't have a season in 94. But in 1995, they, they had a season, but there was only you know, six or seven events. And uh, four of those, I think, were at the Lazy E, uh, were produced by the Lazy E. They had two there at the Lazy E in Bonanza, Nashville, and Reno. And so, um, but but here here was the big break with uh, with that. So anyway, let me let me back up and say I didn't have to give up a lot of rodeos I just had to work six or eight which was perfect and now now that changed but uh, I'll never forget the phone call I got 
from Tuff Edelman. I'm at my dad's cell barn. I mean, I mean, it was hot like today, and I'm sorting cattle, and I'm in the back, and before cell phones, and it was in 1995, and I get paged. I had a phone call, and I go up there, and I remember every detail of this conversation. I pick up the phone. I say, hello, and he said, hey, this is Tuff Edelman. I want to talk to you about uh, announcing some bull riding events, and I'm like, this is not mm-hmm. Tuff Edelman. I'm like, one of my buddies is pranking me, and I'm like, who is this? Come on. He says, Tuff Edelman. I'm like, oh, dang. He said, can you be in Charlotte, North Carolina next weekend? He had heard me announce at uh, Tulsa just a few weeks ago. And I met him, and he called me, and I said, yes. And so I went there. Randy Corley was announcing. So uh, anyway, that was, that was the phone call. Tuff Edelman, he started my PBR career. And uh, it, it was a great mix until they started adding upwards of 20 events. And I had to make some pretty serious yeah, decisions. That's uh do you know Sydney had a PBR in nineteen ninety six? Sydney, Iowa. Yeah, there's a poster in the American Legion Club. I got I got Cody Lambert's back number. He got jerked down and, and he was in the in the hospital and I went in there and this poor guy's like getting bandaged up and here's this little kid like, I've got your bull rope. And then and I carried his bull rope and his vest back behind the chutes and held it and he was getting ready and then he, he's like well i promised this back number to another kid but you've been good help and he signed his back number i still have it at my house such a sorry ni- such a nice and gentle soul he is <laughs> <laughs> so anyway digress but it was just kind of crazy that even you know little sydney on a sunday afternoon had a pbr yeah i, I mean all those guys we just had jw hart they were all there anyway so the pbr so um jump forward 20 events you had to make some tough decisions because you gave up some big rodeos yeah, it was tough. Um, the reason I I chose the PBR when it came down to that is because in 2000, um, PBR also bought their television rights. And that's when they let Dan Miller and Donnie Gay go, and they hired me and Tuff Edelman to do television. George Michael from the Sports Machine. George Michael's Sports Machine, which was where ESPN got all their ideas when they first began because George Michael, he was, he was the sports guru, but he loved bull riding. And the first event I worked on television was with, uh, with, with Tuff and George Michael in Austin. It was live on NBC Sports, and I nearly um, shit yourself. I'll say it for you. I nearly shit myself right there. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so it was, it was very serious, but at the same time, it, then we were looking at 25 and 30 events and touring pros where there was, I was announcing some, you know, five or six of those, and it was 35 or six events, so I had, had to let some rodeos go. Mm. Man, that's, but those events, though, they, I'm not knocking the PBR now because, you know, I like anything rodeo-wise, but it was truly a different feel, like, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, it was more bull riding rather than buck one bull and then go to a bull rider spotlight and then go to this feature and then you wait eight minutes. It's a, it's a made for TV production, yeah. but they've got, they've got their shit together. I mean, yeah. I'll, I will always handle I, that. They, I, I like a, it, but I, I just, I liked it more back in the day. I, I like the Sunday night TNN, everybody gather around the TV and, with the old Powder River shoots. Promised land. <laughs> so did everybody else. And I wasn't on TNM. Everybody loved those days. And I can remember getting on an elevator after Tuff and I took over. And this, this couple got on. They literally just, they didn't say anything except, you and Tuff suck on TV. Oh, no. Yeah. 
Oh, well, obviously, we want Dottie yeah, back. Man. You know, but obviously <laughs> oh, it came around because, again, that's where I remember. And, and I just, you were the guy. You know, that's that's where. Um, yeah, just was the PBR guy. How long, like. Yeah, and then, so how long, you were there a long time. I did TV for 10 years. I announced live events for uh, seven and then um, did TV. Did you like the TV better than, than announcing? It, it was a tough transition because I always fed off of yes. the crowd. I got my confidence. I got everything that I needed, you know, energy-wise to, to go and be creative but, through the crowd. But I do you think that. That, that that was, I mean, it helps you now being on the Cowboy oh Channel? God, everything. I could not have written a better script. The first guy that I worked for in Austin for the PBR on NBC Sports was Tommy Roy. He was an executive producer for NBC uh, Sports. He was involved with the Olympics. You know how we love seeing those Olympic features? Yes. You know, that guy created wow. those. He's worked, you know, PGA. He's worked all the major sporting events. And he taught me so much about television, how to tell a story. But instead of having three minutes to tell a story, you got 15 seconds. And... Tommy Roy was just, he, he, was, he was great at building a picture in somebody's mind with very few words and having an impact. And that was a great foundation. I use it every day at the Cowboy Channel. Yeah, and, and so, like, not to get weird, but, like, at the end, then when the PBR was ready to be done, they were just, all right, bye. I mean, it was, yeah, kind they, of was a, they dropped me like a hot yeah. rock. What? For no really reason, right? I mean, just, just out of the blue. No, no, yeah, well, there was a reason. And, and not very many people know this, but they had, um, I worked for two different producer in those ten, producers in those 10 years. And a producer is the guy who is in charge of the television show. The director's not, the producer calls all the shots. And I had a great relationship with the guy that I worked with the last eight of those 10 years. And, and his name was Joe Lavero. Oh, Joe. Yep, yep, yep. You guys know yeah, Joe. Yeah. Does the did the American for years, and uh, so we had a we just got some chemistry. And I tell people a lot. If I said anything funny or witty, it was coming from the truck, from the TV truck. Joe Lavero's telling me something in my ear. Now, now here's the other side of that. If he wants a story or an angle or where the camera should be pointing, all the great ideas he had in terms of the direction the shows should go. Came from me. It was great. He was announcing, and I was doing TV. It's just we were not physically doing that part. But anyway, they fired him. They fired him. They let him go, and they got um, the the big muckety muck guy from LA that won all the sports awards. I don't even know his name, and 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 so I'm at the PBR finals, and he, this guy don't even look at me, let alone offer me a contract. And you know, I come on, you know, every day went past, and I mean, he blows me off. And uh, he don't give me the time of day. Finally, at the, at the end of the deal, um, he says, you know, I don't think I'm going to need you next year. I mean, that was it. Nobody knew. In fact, Cody Lambert and Ty Murray, uh, they called me. I mean, it was a few days. I mean, I'm at home. I can, I can tell you where I was at my ranch. I was horseback both times, and, you know, I kind of stopped. We had a very serious conversation. And uh, – Cody had called one time, and then Ty had called another, and they both basically said, man, we did not have any idea this was going down. And they felt really bad. And I'm very close still today with Cody and Ty, and, and uh, I've got a lot of respect for both of them. And I, that, that phone call meant a lot. But that was the only contact that I had from the PBR. Yeah. 
Wow. Not that I needed anything more because, well, I know, as yeah, I said, you, it worked out yeah, pretty good. But, but you gave up so much, you know, and and but you and and but you also gained a lot, yes. But it's just like, you know, I hate that you put in all those years and it was just a, a goodbye. Not hey, you know, we're thinking we might be making a change. Just prepare yourself. Uh, we don't know yet, or, you know. But maybe that's the way you do it. I don't know. Just fire and get it over with. I don't know. Well, and, and you know, I got to say, Sean Gleason, he he kind of he kind of reached out too, and and tried to get me involved a little bit, but uh, it was, uh, it, yeah, it was a rough time. Yeah, it was a rough time. Yeah, but 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 at the same time, I'm gonna say this: the PBR quit paying me the last six or seven years, and I was working for the networks, and it was a good deal. I mean, those networks bought. The, uh, the ranch that we had in Oklahoma. I mean, we put we just kept putting together the next place and the next place. And, and I had always wanted to go home and ranch anyway. I mean, isn't that every cowboy's dream is to build that cow herd and then go home and make a living, which is what I did for 10 years up until last year. And, and anyway, I'm, I was ready to so get would back you say, on the road. Would the you say it was uh, it's like working for a stock contractor and – uh, as in a committee, like the networks would be committee, because <laughs> we all know <laughs> committees pay way better than stock yes. contractors. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am saying that. Way, way better than the PBR was paying. Yeah, and you, uh, you had a, a ranch in, in Lenape, Oklahoma. Uh, you've got a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter. She I is. Set with, she's so uh, hot. She is. And she's a, My wife. She's a classic <laughs> beauty. <laughs> Yeah, like she's she just as hot now as she was 20 years ago. I remember yeah, the B&W uh, commercials you guys yeah. used to do. I see. Yeah, that's see, right. I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan. But, but um, so let's get back to it, though. Uh, you came, um, but you still did Cheyenne for a long time during that. During that, Because that's where my. And then, and then they dropped me like a hot rock. And, and then before you know it, there was a snowball, and I got very used to getting fired. Yeah, but then. But then <laughs> I felt like that last year when everybody was canceling rodeos. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be back next year bigger and better than ever. You almost hate to answer the yeah. phone. Gonna I'm going to get fired again. <laughs> so, but then um, this deal kicks off, and I, it's kind of like. What the channel? What the no, channel? Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, like San Angelo the year before, you know. You know, yeah. they brought in the truck and all that stuff because it was just starting, you know, and, and and those rodeos. And then last year, I don't know. It just, I think the Cowboy Channel, I know it saved a lot of people <laughs> last year. Yeah. The few rodeos that did go on and the coverage and what you guys did, it was so, you were needing content so bad you had us on a couple times. I yeah. mean, that's how no bad you guys needed content, <laughs> even though we were pretty awesome. But, um, last year was a mad so, scramble. But now, I mean, I get so many people. My father-in-law guy, he just, you know, we we were watching before the rodeo yesterday. We had Western Sports Roundup on. You know, you were on, and uh, you know what? I really like that guy right there. Does a fantastic job, you know. Um, and a lot of people feel that way. I think that crew um, and the gals, the girls, you, you know, um, Janie and Amy, Kirby. Um, Katie, um, it's just Joel, <laughs> Joel, Joel, the camera guy. He's so you know, cool. I love that guy. I think, yeah, I do too. It's, it's just, it's been people. fun to see because at the beginning, you know, obviously it's a little, you know, you were seasoned, but you know, there was the rest of the staff was, it was, you know, the learning, just had to learn it. But I think that those gals do such a great job. You know, Amy's here, Katie was here at the bull ride, and you know, she's kind of filling in here and there, and she's a, just a, they're all just sweethearts. They're genuine. 
You know, they are. Janie, Janie, you know, just she's really come a long way. You know, Amy's been with the company since it started. Yeah. You know, she's a Kansas girl, by yep. the way. Yep. And uh, but Janie's come a long way. I think it's just it was, the NFR was great, um, and the coverage will be great again this year um, in Vegas. Hmm. Vegas, baby. Excited about it. Let's do some stuff this year, Justin. Make a right. make a phone call. All right. You know, I, I think call, call old Pat. <laughs> you can email Pat. Uh, I feel yeah. You have you have just as good a chance of getting through <laughs> to him as I do. I feel like though that you, you know I've openly said it. I'm I'm a supporter of the Cowboy Channel and RFD because you know we need to support agriculture and the Western way of life. There is a lot of things I don't like that. But you know, like you said, there's a Me lot too. of stuff that yeah. it needs, still it needs to be to be banged out. There's so much rodeo on now, you know, yeah. and everybody's got access to everything, which is great. But it also hurts, you well, know, like I, on the contract yeah. personnel side. You know, we get ripped on Facebook all the time, you know, by people with nothing better to do with their lives, and um, you know, it's just they don't understand that. This production, what's going on TV, is not made for TV. Yeah. Like the PBR is made for TV. Yeah. The you know, there's no Cowboy Channel truck here. You know, it's it's an interview. It's one of the gals and a camera guy. Yeah. That's it. So everything else, everything else is from the in-house yes. big screen. And made screen. for the people so here. So when that goes, when that, like, a rodeo is going on, though. Tired of so when a rodeo is going on, so when you, when they throw to you in the studio, so... Do you just sit in the studio and watch the rodeo? Man. Or Man. how does that all work? My horn catching loop has gotten great. I've got a smarty there. I am throwing a thousand loops a night watching the rodeo, taking notes. Yeah, nobody knows that. That's, That's awesome. Don't, don't tell anybody. Don't tell, especially don't tell my boss. <laughs> well, all 17 people are listening just heard it. So. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you guys were talking about talking about losing losing the PBR gig and, and this and that but um, everything I've ever done has led me to where okay. I'm God's at been today good with God, God, God has a plan I'm telling God has I mean been so good to us and uh, and I turned the job down here's what's crazy Patrick Gotch called me at one time you know 2 years ago and said I've got this cowboy channel he said I want you to be the Chris Berman of the cowboy channel and uh, I'm like, well, that's fine, but, uh, man, I've got the best office in the world looking over my ranch, and I've got, you know, people working for me in several states running cattle, and i got cattle in the feedlots and this and that, and, I mean, I'm moving and shaking and, and you know, doing the commodities thing. And I said, thanks, but no thanks. Turn it down. And then he called me a few months later, and he said, Hey, I just signed the PRCA to a six-year deal. He said, nobody knows this. You're one of the first phone calls I'm making. I want you to come go to work for me. And I said, you have my attention now. The PRCA deal got my attention. and I'm How powerful in a negotiation is the word no? Yeah. Well, you probably just yeah. added a... You probably added another zero on your <laughs> paycheck there. The Good for you. The funniest thing, though, and Justin told me this a while back. He said, it's so crazy. When you, you told me, you said, I've always just wanted to be at my ranch in Oklahoma. I didn't want to live in town, or I didn't want to live around a big oh, city and work, and work at a desk. And he said, here I am, happy as can be, living down in Texas, bought a new place in Texas. Yeah, Heiko. Driving through Fort Worth, <laughs> working at a desk, 
when, yeah. all, when all for day. years you said you didn't want to do that, now here you are. Ne- that was my worst mm. nightmare. But here's the difference. I am telling stories that have never been told before. Pro Rodeo Tonight is, is, is my baby. And Patrick said, I'm, I'm going to give you Pro Rodeo Tonight. I want you to host it. I said, what, what does it look like? What do you want it to be? He said, whatever you create. And so I did. And in the early days, a year ago, up until just a few months ago, I was shooting all those stories on my iPad. I was traveling on my own dime, going to places, getting these stories, these feature stories on my own and putting them out there on Pro Rodeo tonight. And that is the most rewarding thing out of all the cool, fun experiences I have been able to experience. That show is what drives me through everything it, else and, and that, there's there's room for that i would love that a uh, 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 a rodeo version of 30 for 30 which is espn document yeah. little documentaries well, about well just be patient and i'm good I like mean, i mean they need to do like uh, you know i always said i thought a great one would be and and maybe you've already mm-hmm. done this but like cody or you know fred you know that 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 match, yeah, you know, and just exactly. and do something, you know, right. from when they, they didn't like each other, they did like each other, you know, and just, you know, that would be badass and just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's co- and here's the thing about the Cowboy Channel. Everybody needs to just take a deep breath and realize that it's not going to happen yeah, overnight. Get, We're not where I, we want to be. We're just taking baby steps this year. I guess I need to be like year. that, too, because I get pretty fired up. And I was telling you earlier how mad I get about Oh my God. I know, I, I know, but a year from now, I think this thing is going to look so much different than it does today. But we can't, we can't just plunge into the deep end. I mean, we got to learn how to swim. Well, and, right and now. it's gonna, it, it takes, it, it takes Every a budget to do that time. too. You got to have, oh my I mean, the right Television. cameras. A, guy, a, a Randy can Terry, can, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that guy's amazing. <laughs> that guy. Just dinged in my head. Wow. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll get there. But, I mean, people don't realize you can spend as much money on a rodeo production on TV as you want to spend. I mean, you can spend a quarter of a million dollars easy. You can spend a half a million dollars on a two-day rodeo production if you wanted to. It's I want very expensive. Money. Trust me. I, now that, I, <laughs> again, I'm behind a desk, you know, 8 a.m. Monday morning, I'll be in San Angelo behind a desk. But... <coughs> Like I said, God's got a plan, and He's been great. But um, we're getting there. We just we to wrap things up. We just can't thank you enough for taking the time this morning and allowing me to make up for not hitting record the first time. I keep <laughs> staring at this you little do. recorder. You see those red numbers? You've been very good about that. We even checked it. And you know what? Uh, everybody listening, if you want to get into our Instagram page, I'm going to put up a post of uh, ideas from uh, Rump Chat listeners for. Uh, a cool pro rodeo tonight story because uh, everybody has their favorites and and they're you know yeah, they're do you, that you might we might find some ideas because we get a ton of feedback on our no social media about stuff that people like i think one personally would yeah. be uh the wrangler bullfights the late days of the wrangler yeah. bullfights you know especially we had rob smets on um yep two weeks ago and so um he's got a career like you where every everything just keeps happening you know and and uh, we, we hope the best continues to keep happening. And uh, maybe when you're super rich and uh, you might own the Cowboy Channel, you hire me and Hambone yeah. for a ton of money, and we come on and I, work for you, and we won't whoop your ass unless you need it. And I would appreciate, you know, back when you guys were calling the rodeo in the studio, you know, they would always say great things about Rump Chat, so yeah. thank you. 
Well, first of all, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Thank you for that. But you guys are changing the game, too. I mean, you're just as big a part of what's going on in the big picture. And the big picture looks really good. There's people all over this country that want what mm. we have. They want what we have. They may, they may not even know it, but there's something within their DNA that's gravitating towards something that's wholesome, something that's good, people that are courageous and risk takers, and people that love America, and that's what we have in rodeo. We've got we got everything America wants. Yeah, right it's uh, we're excited. We would love you know we're going back to Cowboy Channel again. Um, you know, matters. He's just he's got this. He wants a late night show. Something to come right. on after the last, after the you last bet. rodeo, you know, some little yeah. later for the more adult crowd, which is which is rump chat. We just uh, yeah. it's that thing called money. <laughs> that yeah, we we we've got a great team doing amazing things. That uh, they're they're very creative, and uh, I mean we need dozens more people to really do what we yeah. want to do. I mean, and that's another reason we're taking baby steps. But in the meantime, everybody is working double shifts and overtime. Yeah, and you and Kenyon. And, and we live it. I mean, oh, man. I, I am thinking about the Cowboy Channel every minute of every day and most of the night. I can't go to sleep because I've got ideas that we want to put into That's progress awesome. the next That's day. That's outstanding. And, and uh, so. well, we thank you. And on behalf of the entire Western sports Western world, sports. thank you for what you guys, you know, put out there. And, and, and the time you do, because I've seen it. You, you and Steve. I Steve, swear, you, you should just have a Steve never leaves there? Steve, Steve, yeah. Steve, Steve, he does not even have a home. He's, he sleeps in the back. And I, I really want to appreciate <laughs> Steve's chest hair. Um, <laughs> Steve King, you don't forget about the American. American <laughs> TV. Steve, Steve can't button his shirt. Uh, you know, it's two buttons. Most of them one, but boy, he loves I to show that Steve. chest hair. Love Steve. You know what? You know, we ought, to send him, we ought to send him a 4.0 lawn, lawnmower yeah, from Manscaped. Let's do that. You know, because if we use rump, or the code RUMPCHAT20, it, you know, you can get 20% off. Yeah. And Father's Day is coming up. June 20th. June 20th. Father, Father's, Father's Day. Day. Father's Day. Well, we, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Let's see. Uh, this old cowboy. You like the Marshall Tucker band? Ooh. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Road <laughs> Chat. Keep up the good Thanks, work, brother. guys. I'm a huge fan of Thank what you're you, doing. Justin McKee. I listen to every one the of The magnificent, them. the majestic Justin McKee. Catch him on the Cowboy Channel. Check your local listings. Thanks, Gold Buckle Beer, Pendleton Whiskey, Spitzy. We're out of here. Bye. Until next time. Adios. My woman left me here last night. Things ain't been quite the same. I gotta get back to Dallas.